Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We have something special for you tonight. We are introducing one of our puppies to the show. Let's hear it for Aaliyah. Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Oh, hi. My name is Aaliyah, and I am a puppy. We already told him that, sweetie. I did? Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm Aaliyah, and this is my first time on the show. It's my pleasure to introduce a new song by J-Mo and Maximilian featuring Fright Z. That's Fritzy, honey. Oh, yeah. It's just that she seems so frightened of me. I'm happy I get to sing on the song. It's called... Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Oh, no. Her brain froze again. Boom, boom. Oh. Oh, good. She's back. So what are my words again? You just said them. I did? Yes. Can you tell me what they were again? Boom, boom. 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 You got it. I've got what? <sighs> We're just going to have to roll with it. <sighs> Here's J-Mo and Maximilian featuring Lil Fritz with... Boom, boom. Yep. Boom, boom. They say that anyone can rap. Boom, boom. But that's just a load of crap. Boom, boom. You gotta keep it on the beat. Boom, boom. Or you'll go down in defeat. Boom, boom. I had the rhythm in the womb. Boom, boom. boom. Gonna take it to my tomb. Boom, boom. And every moment in between. Boom, boom. I always keep my rhythm clean. Boom, boom. You say my rapping isn't right. Boom, boom. Cause I'm wrinkled, old, and white. Boom, boom. But I ain't looking for a fight. Boom, boom. Just gonna rock into the night. Boom, boom. And I ain't doing it alone. Boom, boom. I've got a compadre of my own. Boom, boom. I'm gonna sit back and relax. Boom, boom. Gonna pass that mic to Max. Boom, boom. They say that anyone can rhyme. Boom, boom. And they can do it all the time. Boom, boom. Well, I know I'm just a cat. Boom, boom. But I'm here to tell you that boom, boom. it's not as easy as it sounds. Boom, boom. And the stupidity abounds. Boom, boom. When people try to say a poem, boom, boom. they should just pack up and go home. Boom, boom. And I most heartily concur boom, boom. from the bottom of my fur. Boom, boom. And all of you probably agree. Boom, There's boom. no one rhymier than me. Boom, boom. Now I'm going to pass the mic boom, boom. to someone that you really like. Boom, boom. She's going to blow your mind to bits. Boom, boom. Here she is, it's Little Fritz. Boom, boom. Hey everybody, it's me. Boom, boom. I'm as happy as can be. Boom, boom. I like to sing and like to dance. Boom, boom. Every time I get the chance, I cannot drop boom, boom. daddy, but I can cuddle with my daddy, or I can cuddle with my mama. Tell you, cuddling's a bomb. Uh, I like to sit in the sun. I like see. to purr at everyone and warm up daddy's that's, that's feet. And of course, I like to eat. It. I like to eat baked potatoes, tomatoes, frittatas, and chalada oh, salads, and soups, and a bowl of fruit loops, spaghetti, salami, jello, pastrami, bologna, minestrone, applesauce, and pepperoni. Anything from Applebee's. Anything from Tasty Freeze. Anything from Decatur. And of course, I love cheese. Cheese.
Well, listen up, my foes and friends. Boom, boom. We're really getting near the end. Boom, boom. I'm just here to spread the love boom, boom. with the help of God above. Boom, boom. You say my rapping isn't right because I'm wrinkled, old, and white. Boom, boom. But I ain't looking for a fight. Boom, boom. They're just going to say good night. And now, CCW News presents Holy Crap, This Is Actually Happening! Full of Hot Air Edition, February 5th, 2023. I'm Chuck U. Farley. The big news this week comes from the sure it is wink wink department. While China has been actively mobilizing its navy around Taiwan and near Alaska, the Biden regime looked the other way while a second Chinese spy balloon cruised over Montana's sensitive military areas, including ICBM sites, and continued on across the continent. The evil orange man who was ousted for stopping such nonsense, Truth tweeted, shoot it down. But Beijing Biden's handlers said they wouldn't because they are too afraid there might be deadly debris in the form of a kink in the cash flow. China swore that it was just a civilian weather balloon that flew off course and is totally innocent, just like those bioengineered viruses that occur naturally in bats, magically go global, and are used as an excuse for all formerly democratic governments to become totalitarian tyrannies that work together to shut down the world's economy. After allowing the totally innocent, totally not spy balloon to take in the entirety of the USA, it was last spotted over the Carolinas, where all air traffic was halted because totally innocent, not spy balloons are a threat to national security. Late Saturday afternoon, after ensuring that Winnie the Pooh got a good enough view of everything he needs to destroy our nation, besides fentanyl, the U.S. military finally sent an F-22 Raptor to shoot down the three school bus-sized, totally innocent civilian balloon off the South Carolina coast, where they intend to recover the now-shattered and saltwater-damaged debris. Officials said that the key was to get the balloon over the ocean, because recovery over the wide-open spaces of Montana before it hit all the hot spots would have been way too easy. After abandoning his laptop full of incriminating evidence, including outright treason on behalf of his daddy, Hunter Biden and the rest of his crime family vehemently denied its existence. This week, the most intelligent man old Joe has ever known sent a letter to the DOJ requesting a criminal probe into his non-existent laptop that he says someone stole. In a melodramatic display of arrested development, Democrats literally screamed and cried and were so caught up in their ridiculous display that they did not realize that they had been wabbit seasoned, duck seasoned into voting unanimously to remove brother marrying anti Semite Ilan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee for being a foreigner who has too many affairs. Members of the laughable squad took to the microphone to voice their displeasure via beatnik poetry and dogmatic hyperbole that would make even the blackest Southern Baptist preacher blush. The circus act continued for hours with literal wailing and gnashing of teeth as if Omar had been sentenced to beheading instead of just booted off a committee on which she never should have been placed. In what they say is an attempt to cut down on addiction, Vancouver, Canada has legalized all hard drugs, 
citizens will no longer be arrested or prosecuted for possession of heroin, morphine, fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, or ecstasy. Instead, they will be offered information on social programs and treatment, but only if they request it. I swear, I am not making this up. However, since it is Canada, citizens will continue to be arrested and prosecuting for going to church, using correct pronouns, and honking. For CCW News, this has been holy crap. This is actually happening. I'm Chuck U. Farley. Good night, and may God help us. Heidi, howdy ho to you today. We have so much to talk about here at Counterculture Wise. You are not going to want to miss a single minute if you are tuning in from the Super Bowl, or I don't even know if it's done. I don't care. Don't worry. We will make up for it. We will entertain you. We will check in on the Super Bowl, though, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome to Counterculture Wise, a Stormcap production. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts, our guests, and the dog, and do not necessarily reflect the views of any of our platforms, our advertisers, or any other dog. you listen today, please remember, we are so much more than a podcast. All of our stories we discuss are linked in our show notes on counterculturewise.com. Visit there for commentary, guest photos and links, animations, and fun merchandise. If you have a story idea or would like to be a guest on our show, contact us via our website. You can also follow us on Twitter, Gab, Instagram, Facebook, and all over social media where we'll post memes, cat pics, and commentary that gets us booted off on a regular basis. If you're listening live, be sure to join our chat on Spreaker. If you're listening dead, please stop voting Democrat, but enjoy the show anyway. My goodness, do we have a show for you today. Aaliyah is our new field reporter, as Fritzy has got her own gig these days. She's going to check in on the Super Bowl, let us know how it went. We also, of course, have news of the weird and wonderful, lots of fun and interesting things to talk about today. Uh, Chuck is going to check in, but mm, he's going to check in offline. He didn't have time to get his show ready for this show, so do... Follow us on CounterCultureWise.com, on the YouTubes, on the BitChute, on the Rumbles, and all the other places. In fact, wherever you're listening to us right now, if you can hear the sound of my voice, drop everything. <laughs> hit like, hit share, hit subscribe. Get a, give us a 27-star review. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. Tell the Democrats, have people come and listen to us because we are 100% supported by viewers like you. We will never be monetized, and the only sponsors we have are pretty much ourselves. So whatever you're doing right now, please, please 
hit like, share, subscribe, do all the algorithmy things. We get kicked off of social media on a regular basis. Welcome again. I am your hostess with the mostess, and you're going to hear green in the distance because we have our own puppy bowl going on here. My name is Melanie Hope, and with me is my best friend, happens to be my husband, also my co-host, and dog walker extraordinaire. Oh, there's one more thing he is. Let's see. Uh, uh, he's a Marine. Let's see. He's an actor. Ubab. Ubab. He's a... Giving you hints. He's Ubab. photographer. Babau. He, oh, he's my sweet baboo, <laughs> Mr. James Thank you, thank you. I don't deserve it this week. I really don't. But I'll take it anyway. <laughs> I'm glad to be here tonight as an alternative to the game. At halftime, it was uh, Eagles 24 and whatever team they're playing, 14. Oh, I didn't even know if the Eagles got back together. They did. I mean, you know, they, they, there's just too much money to be made, you know. Desperado. Why don't you catch all your footballs? You've been out eating meatballs for far too Speaking long. Speaking of eating meatballs and, <laughs> and playing footballs, uh huh. I I got I heard a rumor that our our new puppy went out and auditioned for Super Bowl. She she did. She is our new intrepid field reporter since Fritzy's been doing all of the disclaimers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. She, I, well, I mean, after D- Davos, uh, Fritzy wanted to take a little break because sure. those people are, are weird. So, yeah. yeah, you want to check in with Aaliyah at the Super Bowl? Yeah, let, let's right do now. that real quick. And now, from the Super Bowl, here's a live sports update from CCW News. Here's Aaliyah. Hi, I'm Aaliyah. I'm a puppy. I'm at the Super Bowl. Look, a ball. This has been an update from CCW Sports. Good night, and may God help us. Uh, yeah. Once she I saw the ball. Don't think she'll be back in 2024 to do the yeah. Super Bowl. I don't know. That that was some pretty witty commentary compared to some of the things we've been hearing lately. So yeah, that's I hear her. it was better than the halftime show. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Rihanna's such a passe act. I, anyway. I don't even know who she is, I'll be honest. I, I only know um, Chris dar, Brown's dar, former dar, punching dar, bag. Dar, dar. Yeah, that's all. Rihanna. <laughs> No, no, no. All your life, you've never seen a woman. That shows our age and possibly other, uh, um, yeah, other um, okay statistics. Well, uh, we ha- got an immediate link, which I think is amazing. So I want to go ahead and talk about it. Um, if you're unfamiliar, it has been outed, or it was outed, or it's just fact that Fauci is not only a lying little troll but he also enjoys torturing beagles in particular uh locking them up tying them down um covering their faces in sand fleas and you know just doing awful evil why, things like he's what wants to where do. i'm sorry that that just 
even a even a creeple like him, I mean, that's pretty severe. Why? What is the reason, or is there a reason? I'm studying. I don't know. I, I guess I could look it up. All I know is I'm an anti-vivisectionalist, so I would never use creatures like that. I don't know why he picked beagles specifically. Mm. I would have to look that up. But let's change that into our news of the weird and wonderful counterculture-wise type thing. Uh, this is a link that one of our subscribers sent us. Two beagles rescued from Fauci-funded torture facilities will compete in this year's Puppy Bowl. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, two of the two beagles that were saved from a breeding mill in Virginia, which was used as a feeder company for the National Institute of Health, <laughs> and Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, to conduct inhumane, horrific experiments on puppies, will be featured in this weekend's Puppy Bowl. So, don't, 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 don't leave the show, but do check out the Puppy Bowl once we're done. Yep. Allison and Briscoe were amongst 4,000 beagles. 4,000 beagles? Why why beagles specifically? Removed from Envigo's breeding facility after investigators found hundreds of unexplained puppy deaths and more than 70 animal welfare violations at the massive lab. Tragically, the dogs were bred purely to be used for private and government-funded experiment. I hate our government! The NIH and Dr. Anthony Fauci's NIAD were some of the Virginia suppliers' biggest customers, according to PETA. I don't agree with PETA all the time. I'm with them on this one. We'll have more to say about Fauci next week. The White Coat Waste Project found that Fauci's NIAID spent upwards of a buck, a buck 68, $1.68 million on the horrific Beagle experiments. Uh... They, they go on to explain what's going on with them, but they have pictures of these puppies, and they're precious. So please head on over to CounterCultureWise.com, and you can watch. Actually, it aired at 2 p.m. on Animal Planet, so you don't even have to tune out to go watch it. You can go find it and watch it afterwards. So congratulations like Animal to Allison, Allison and Briscoe, who competed in the Puppy Bowl this year. They're precious, precious mm. puppers. All right, uh, thanks for that link. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah we have a, we uh, did a marathon interview last night with we did a, we a, have a three friend hours of ours of juicy, who returned juicy for news a show to share. Yeah, and it involves a um, a disease ooga booga the ooga booga bug, and we will be it. It was supposed to be one hour long. It ran two and a half <laughs> hours, so we're probably going to break it up a couple into a couple of segments, or we'll and just it, and it will not be on YouTube. So, no, it will not uh, be on if YouTube. you want to see our beautiful mugs and Jim falling asleep in the middle, of, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but I I sometimes forgot I was on camera because yeah, I he's, he's not got used up to be on camera, away so and, he's like wandering away, picking his nose, falling asleep, scratching my butt, you know, scratching his butt, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, the, um, it's part of a very fun weekend. I, we went to Cameron Park twice. What are we? Giraffe tongues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got a new lens for my camera and went, wanted to go to the zoo, and Melanie wanted to go to the zoo because she likes animals. And I got some really good shots, but most importantly of all, Melanie had, had mentioned it, but we... 
We went to the giraffe zip exhibit like we always do, but something was different this time. We got what there happened? at the exact perfect moment. Uh, one of the zookeepers had family from out of town, and she was giving them the VIP tour. Mm-hmm. So they got to take heads of lettuce and actually feed the giraffes. And we were right there like a foot away and befriended Emily, who was just an amazing zookeeper had a yeah, lot of fun. If you're ever in Waco, to go, yeah. to, go, go to Cameron go to Park. Zoo, go to the zoo, zoo, especially. And she just had so much information. And I've always had a thing for giraffes. I think they're the most amazing creatures. So I knew they had black tongues, but I had no idea that they were like monkey tails. I mean, they can totally wrap around things and grab things with prehensile tongues. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, their their tongues wrapped around yeah. the pieces of lettuce. Because like... I always I always thought that they ate like horses. You know, you hold flat palm, let them you know pull it up with their their no, with their lips. Uh, but no, no, they have tongues that wrap around it. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So I got to learn all their names, and a little <laughs> bit of their history and. The older one and how well, how she's been around and the difference between a reticulated and what was the other name? I can't remember what it was. Uh, Western something or other. Different types of giraffes and their patterns and their breeding habits. I did not know that there was such a thing as giraffe birth control. Apparently that's a thing. So they make sure that they don't, you know, get in trouble in the wrong way. And just what an amazing experience to mm. learn so much about an animal that I have been fascinated by. And, and knew a lot about, but now I know so much more. And yeah, just it was, was eye opening. We learned a lot. Yeah, so we got, within we got petting some good distance, you too. don't want to pet him, obviously, <laughs> but within petting distance of, of a giraffe. You right. Know, we're we on found third, out about the little horns on their head. Yeah, we're on a third story building, basically, in there, and they're just reaching up saying, hey, let's eat some lettuce. This is good. You know, so got very some gentle them. creatures. They are. They're and beautiful. And they so, can outrun, the, but they can kill a lion. Yeah, they can kick a lion to death. They, yeah. That's their, they're, they're not <laughs> roar. They oh called? yeah, <laughs> the horns. They were called caca something or others. It was yeah. a different. She had a different word for it, but basically, horns. they're not. I, I, they're not technically even horns. Well, okay, yeah. they are horns. They're not like antlers. Yeah, they're not antlers. They're technically fuzzy horns, but they have a special name. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but their number one defense is kicking, and they can literally bash in a lion's skull if given the opportunity. So. Interesting. Which is why the two se- two sections are separate. Yeah, they're very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, my I I've been calling the rhinoceros Marilyn because she poses so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned her name is Ethel, so got to uh, learn a little bit about the rhinoceros and. Uh, but the rhinos just... were kind of asleep, and yeah, they bird, were like birds were stomping up and down. <laughs> they were. Them. The male rhino was like in a ditch, like folded in half. I'm like, gosh, is he even alive? And there's like. <laughs> They have resident vultures that pretty much take over the whole place, and they're, like, just walking around on yeah, them. Yeah, vultures and, are an endangered species for reasons unknown to uh, me. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> they, the, the zoo's take on it is, well, they were here first, so I guess we just have to let them do what they do. And I, well. I think the, the one I feel the most sorry for is, is the black bear, because his entire enclosure is covered in vultures. Yeah. It's like a poor guy. I mean, he can barely move, and, and you know, everywhere you well, turn. Well, most bears barely move. What? <laughs> hey, is that your baboo joke for today? Because we didn't get a baboo joke. Was no, I was just—I figured one would be fit in somewhere. I didn't—I didn't have one ready uh, okay. to go. Okay, so all bears barely move. Mm. <laughs> I can barely stand it. Uh, please bear with me. All right, so what a fun, fun day we had at the zoo, and, and yeah. 
we went early because I had a student in the afternoon. And usually we get there like 10 minutes before they close. Right. So it was fun getting there, you know, 10 minutes after they opened the doors. It was like a They're really zoo. wonderful people there. They really are. That was not a grisly joke. Forget you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We're cruising for a Bruin. Uh, anyway. Oh! oh! <laughs> ah, yuck. Wait, are they in the stupid bowl? I can't remember who's playing. It's the, the Eagles Seahawks, and the Chiefs. If the Seahawks aren't in it, I don't care. Yeah, I, it, these are two teams I couldn't care less about. It wasn't, it, it was not the Seahawks. It was not the Atlanta Falcons. It was not. The Dolphins. Well, I don't care about the Dolphins. Dallas either. Cowboys. It wasn't the Cowboys. Yeah, obviously yeah. it would be a great if the Cowboys were in. They came close. Did they? Yeah. I just don't pay attention anymore. Mm. I used to kind of sort of care, but I just really don't. I like I like going to see a game once in a while, even if it's at a bar. You know, I do like to watch a game once in a while. Oops, we have another story about a rescue puppy who is in the Puppy Bowl. Hometown hero from our old stomping ground, Seattle, Washington, Cooper. A five-month-old terrier boxer mixed from Seattle Humane Society has been selected to play on Team Fluff, which will be competing with Team Rough for the Lombarki Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. He came to the shelter on a lifesaver transplant from California, according to Jesse Swisher Spires, Chief Advancement Officer. That's an interesting title. At the Seattle Humane Society. We chose him because he loves to play fetch and loves to play with toys. He's also been getting some practice time with Seahawks defense end Shelby Harris ahead of the big game in February. Very cool. While many viewers may be tuning in just to see some cute pups playtime, the Puppy Bowl also celebrates animal shelters and inspiring pet adoption stories. I think I'm going to watch it myself. Absolutely. Like I said, we pretty much got our own Puppy Bowl going on here. Oh, we had so much fun today. Went to the park. We... Eight sticks. We stomped around in the river. <laughs> we ate more sticks. We this uh, ran yeah this this grass. Cameron Park has a we long river walk and a lot of side parks. It's just yeah. it's huge and it's, it's yeah. And, and we discover a new little section like every time yeah. we go. It's different. Yeah, every and time it's it's, it's fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, All right. So Animal Planet, thank you so much for your contributions to rescuing animals. Awesome, 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 and congratulations, Cooper. We'll have to check in to see who won. <laughs> I want to keep the suspense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know who won. I want to well, watch you can tune, you can uh, head on over to Counterculture as they again and uh, follow all the links and find out. So, let's grand... talk a little bit about. Do we want to talk about UFOs or the Grammys? Let's talk about the Grammys first. I okay, think the, because if you. We're listen, not listening to our show. If you were watching the Grammys, you should have been listening to our show because you were subjected to some horrible stuff. Apparently, Madonna <laughs> came back from the from the embalmer to introduce a couple of very confused men who did a song about a man cheating on his wife by going to dance clubs and that kind of thing. It involved a satanic ritual... Whips, chains, Whips, women chains, blah blah blah, prostrating themselves, literal devil horns. And this is, and this is, and they won't play metal. They won't, they won't let metal acts perform because it's like really dark and evil. But they'll allow this insanity. 
Sam Smith is a goof. Sam Smith is a weirdo. Never even heard of him. Had no idea who this guy is. No, no. idea. Literally never He's, heard of him before. I still don't care. And we're calling him a him, which would make him pee his pants. Oh. Um, oh, he's not a him? He looked like a him. There's a, it, it's a they. They're, they're, that was Sam a dude. Smith, that was Sam, a dude in a I, I know it's costume. a dude. I know. Look, you know it's a dude. I know it's a dude. He, he presented as a male when he was born, but he's non-binary, according to his brain. So what? Hmm. He's still a dude. I know. And then the person he did the duet with was uh, trans. I mean, actually fought to become trans at the age of 14 rather than at the age of 16, which is legal in Germany. And so, yeah. I've not even heard the song. I'm I not interested I feel so in sorry for that guy. I mean, because I've been watching all these videos of these kids that were pressured into surgeries. This kid was not regret. pressured. This this kid wanted it so badly that they had paperwork signed. I mean, I guess I guess the parents probably had to sign it, but they, but the kid really really identified as a woman. I mean, had that had that gender dysphagia and dysphagia or whatever it is. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I don't want to go on a long rant no, about I this. No, I don't either. It's just we're not helping them by mutilating them. No, we're not. And I don't think people... We're indulging mental illness. I think people have glossed over what those surgeries are. You basically create a hatchet wound that never heals. He has no feeling. He will never orgasm. He will never enjoy sex. He has a wound that won't heal. He has to stick things in it in order to keep it open. Otherwise, it will close. That that sounds like a living hell to me. I can't imagine hating myself so much that I would literally chop off and turn body parts inside out and, and be on hormones and drugs the rest of my life. This has nothing to do with helping these people. No. This is nothing but a moneymaker. And do you know that this, this condition has increased more than 215% in the last 10 years. That's that's a cult. Yeah. That's being encouraged by the medical community. It's and being by, groomed. And by There's the no other word for it. These kids are being groomed. It's it's heinous. And, and yeah. we're supposed to be the bigots because we don't want them to be tortured, mutilated, stripped of their ability to have you know a, a long, healthy life. And the suicide rate goes up. Big time. They tell you, oh, well, if you don't let your child do this, they're going to kill themselves. If you do let your child do this, they're more likely to kill themselves. They need help. Well, they need real parents. There's that. I mean... And it ain't old Joe, because old Joe's all about it. It's like, hey, the more boys that turn into girls, the more hair I got to sniff. <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway, I Madonna looked scary, <laughs> just downright scary, she, and she looks like she's trying. I mean, she's in her sixties, right? Right. She's she looks trying to like look, she's trying to look like a little girl, or yeah. or that weird. What's that weird doll with the black cheeks that's in no, the no, horror movies? I don't, I don't. What is that thing? I don't know. It's got like the the uh, spiral cheeks. I oh, have what is no that idea, thing babe. With the horror? But but anyway, she's desperately trying to look young again because she's gone her 
40th anniversary tour this year and wants to look like her old self and she failed miserably and I by and I to bring the point home to my wife it's from Saw oh, oh okay well I never saw those movies I didn't either but that's what she looks like yeah. and by way of contrast I posted a picture of Madonna from the Grammys and also this woman is the same age as Madonna her name is Susanna Hoff she was the still is one of the singers and the guitarist for the uh, the Bangles, and she's still stunning. I mean, just frankly, she's still virtually as pretty as she was and slender and good-looking and probably doesn't have as much plastic surgery as Slide your feet up the street, bend your back, jit your arm, then you pull it back. How does that go? Something like that. Life is hard and you know way, oh, way, oh, way, She's she's a little bitty one, right? She's a cute one. Yeah. If you want to fund all the cops that are hanging out in the donut shop, they see she, She's the one who does this during the video. The I mean, you won't walk. see it. It's a, she's not paying no attention, no how. No, I'm I'm reading the songs. Okay. I've never understood the words. So all the Japanese with their yen, the party boys call the Kremlin, and the Chinese know. Oh, hey, oh. They walk aligned like Egyptian. <laughs> anyway she's the one who got the double verse because she's so freaking adorable yeah yeah well okay she hasn't had like 200,000 surgeries right and she's not angry she doesn't right. want to burn down the White House we still we still remember that Madonna and what is up with her hair it's like she's trying to look like Princess Leia or something I have no idea yeah looks like a couple of, of that's um, the thing is when you're angry all the time you you manifest that that you manifest that that ugliness outside then how do you explain me i'm still gorgeous there's that you are angry all the time yeah i'm also gorgeous all the time i don't i don't know i can't i can't you know what what every time you say a swear word a hair falls out Oh, you don't know how badly I, you don't know how badly the punchline I wanted to deliver. That was the punchline. I'm really trying, guys. Let's just say he swears like a marine. <laughs> All right, I have been known to occasionally use language that could knock a fucking buzzard off a shit wagon. What? We're gonna get booted off of the screw tubes like we would. That we are anyway. You just played the the the. The Fox Network NFL tune. Of course, I could get. Of course, I get dinged. My apologies. No offense. It's just I'm just doing that to make a point. Um, I'm trying not to do that anymore. Even even in my personal life, I'm trying to I'm trying to cut down because it's uncouth and non-Christian and just All not very stuff. nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Let's move on from that gaudy spectacle to UFOs. Yeah, apparently, uh, I mean, Chuck will talk more about that in the middle of the week, so make sure you check out our all check of our videos, Rumble, BitChute, yeah, YouTube if they want us to be on there. Um, but yeah, apparently now we're using UFOs to distract us from World War III. Um. 
because first it was spy balloons, and now it's like, oh, golly, gee willikers, I don't even know what these things are now. Let's just shoot them down. And they're over Canada, and they're over Alaska, and now China's like, no, we got one too. Look, totally innocent. Not us. We're not sending these out. That's yeah, the same guys. Well, so don't worry. Wasn't Chuck it a couple years it. ago that, that they were like, oh, yeah, we totally have UFOs. Here's all these planes saying that they saw them. Mm-hmm. I think that was just a way to distract us. So that now they're like, what spy balloon? There's no are you, are you spy saying, balloons. Uh, <laughs> are you saying that these balloons have been around for a while and that's mm-hmm. what we're referring to as, as mm-hmm. UFOs? Well, I mean, the original story, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, from, we're from Nevada. The original story mm-hmm. was it was a weather balloon. Well, I'll be dang. There's no UFOs. Mm-mm, no UFOs nowhere. Yeah, the original story was a weather balloon. And all those videos and all that stuff, the Roswell nonsense. Nope, weather balloon. And then they turned around and said, well, okay, maybe. You should see the faces she's making. You should see the acting faces she's making (laughs) as she's doing these voices. Might have been a little green man here and there now and then. A little bit of defined. Where's the kaboom? Yeah, defined (laughs) physics, you know, but it's just a weather balloon. And now they've gone the other way. Weather balloon. There's no spy balloons. Those are totally UFOs. I don't understand what you think, but <laughs> totally from Mars. I mean, weather, you know, spy balloons, silly, silly tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist, MAGA, blah, blah, blah. It's like, wait, what? What? What planet are we on now? Where we've got from... Basically, we, we become the bizarro world that we used to, used to be in the Superman comics. We, we are the bizarro world now. That's literally everything's upside down, like literally. And twisted. <laughs> but we're going to have fun watching the you end of the earth together. Our listeners sent us a, video, a, a picture of somebody using binder clips to pull somebody's face back. Looks like Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, totally not, totally not weather balloons. Totally not spy balloons. Just, they're UFOs. I mean, t- next up is going to be like, uh... Betterman's not in the hospital. That's Bigfoot. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Fetterman. He's fine. But what about Bigfoot? Dude, he's totally real, right? Yeah, Fetterman is out of the hospital. <laughs> Pel- Pel- Pelosi is, is stepping down. But don't 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 pay attention to her investments. Look, look over here. It's the Chupacabra. Oh, my gosh. All this time we thought that was fake. You know, eh, give me a break. A lot of it is... Is smoke and mirrors and, yeah. and distraction. Bread and circuses. That's all it is. Bread and circuses. All right. Well, let's head. I mean, we're almost at the top of the hour already. Although we did start a little bit late. Yeah, so we did. Let's, fo- let's sorry, folks. That, that's my fault. That's that, that 100% was my his fault. fault. Yep. He was puppy bowling without us, so. <laughs> Counterculture Wise is proud to present News of the Weird and Wonderful. Here are your hosts. Melanie Hope and Jim Monis. Hey, that's us. It is us. <sighs> you want to start? Yeah, this is this is fascinating. I, I'm upset though because the headline <laughs> is fantastic, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't deliver because I never found out what the 500 year old mystery supposedly is. Okay, well let's find so out. The headline: when... Secret letters written, written by, by Mary, Mary Queen, Queen of Scots. Scots. Deciphered by, by code code breakers, breakers, solving a 500-year-old mystery. mystery. 
but they don't tell us what the mystery was and what was solved. So I'll let you read it, though. It's interesting. While I'm doing that, why don't you look up the mystery of Mary, Queen of Scots? There has to be one. For centuries, the story of Mary, Queen of Scots has been the subject of much debate and speculation with the life portrayed in numerous movies and books. But on Wednesday, an international team of codebreakers announced the discovery of the long-lost secret letters of the 16th century monarch, the most, dis- the most significant discovery about the Scottish Queen in a century. The Cree? The Cree? The three codebreakers... Members of the Decrypt Project, an international cross-disciplinary team scouring the world's archives to find coded historical documents to decipher, found more than 50 of Mary's letters containing around 50,000 never-before-seen words. They were trawling through the digitized archive of France's National Library, known as the BNF, the Bibliothèque Nationale de France, when they stumbled onto enciphered documents labeled as being from Italy in the first half of the 16th century. And there's a tweet with the code. Mary Very interesting. It's up there with a link in his tweet. The letters were written by Mary Stuart when she was imprisoned in England due to the perceived threat she posed to her Protestant cousin, Queen Elizabeth I. Mary, a Catholic, wrote the coded letters from 1578 to 1584. The trio realized the text was written in French and used feminine forms indicating a woman. Phrases like, my liberty and my son, suggested it was an imprisoned mother. Then came the breakthrough word, Walsingham. Francis Walsingham was Elizabeth I's principal secretary and spymaster. The letters show Mary diplomatically pleading her case, gossiping, complaining of illnesses of perceived antagonists, and expressing distress when her son, King James VI of Scotland, was abducted. Eight of the 57 letters found by the codebreakers were already in Britain's archives because Walsingham had a spy in the French embassy from mid-1583, see play. Historians <laughs> have praised both the codebreaking and historical research of the trio, expressing keenness to get stuck in, into the letters. I really want to read these, find out more myself. John Gee, a British historian who wrote a Mary Stuart biography, described the discovery as a literary and historical sensation. Stephen Reed, a Scottish history expert at Glasgow University, said it was the largest discovery of new Marian evidence in the modern era. Nadine Ackerman, a professor of early modern literature at Leiden University in the Netherlands, said it was like uncovering buried treasure for historians. The discovery of Mary's letters is of great significance not only to historians, but also into those interested in the story of her life. It is likely to alter existing biographies of her life and could help produce more accurate versions of her other coded letters. Furthermore, some of Mary's letters are still believed to be missing, with the researchers saying a physical inspection of the BNF's undigitized stock of original documents could be next. Hmm. That's amazing. I can't find anything saying what the so-called mystery was. Well, I mean, she was imprisoned, and and well, they don't know much about it. I guess I, I don't know. She was believed to be one of the most beautiful princesses ever, but all the portraits are hideous. Yeah, yeah, not that pretty. Maybe that's the mystery. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she was popular with the common people, but not the nobility. She played croquet, golf, went for hunts and archery practice, sung, danced. And in general, showed an admirable zest for life. Um, she once had crowns of 
like held all the crowns of Scotland, France, England, and Ireland. She had physical beauty and a kind heart. They were acknowledged even by her enemies. But they're not telling us what the th- mystery was. May- so. Maybe maybe the the article was misleading. I don't I don't yeah. I don't know enough about her, honestly. I don't know a well, thing about her. Well this has the so. casket letters a solution to the mystery of Mary Queen of Scots and the murder of Lord Darnley. Oh, okay. That might have had something um, to do with it. Three hundred and five pages though, so we're not gonna be reading that right now. Uh, just that's in the Natural Library of Medicine. That's a weird place for that. Okay, so the mystery of Mary, Queen of Scots, is that we don't know what the mystery is. If any of our listeners have any insight, <laughs> right? Hey, you dummies at counterculturewise.com, and we'll get right to it. <laughs> so it's like what the mystery is. I don't know what the mystery is. Okay. <laughs> Okay. We amuse ourselves way too much. This one, I put in weird... I'm not sure where to put this. Okay. So let's say you have an invasive species that is decimating the natural lay of the land in an area. Of course you want to get rid of it. So what do you do? Well, you put GPS collars on another invasive species and hope that they eat each other. (laughs) This is basically what's happening in Florida right now. Wildlife researchers studying mammals in Key Largo have discovered a potentially groundbreaking, if not heartbreaking, way to locate and kill invasive Burmese pythons, especially the big ones. I am a big fan of the uh, python hunter on Instagram. If you haven't looked him up, he, he trains his dogs and they kill wild hogs that attack people. They kill iguanas that are a, very much an invasive species and they kill pythons and this guy takes on the biggest scariest toothiest snakes i've ever seen mm-hmm. um so he he, he basically it, it is helping the ecosystem by eliminating these things and then of course he uses all the parts and donates a lot and it's really interesting so the guy's really badass and his dogs are awesome anyways the python hunter check him out not a sponsor to take them in a heartbeat. <laughs> a team observing raccoon and possum behavior along urban and wilderness fringe of Crocodile National Wildlife Refuge fitted dozens of the mammals with GPS collars and tracked their locations for months. In September, about five months into the study, one of the possum collars sent out a mortality signal triggered by lack of movement. Maybe it was hit by a car, maybe a local dog killed it, but then a few hours later, the collar started moving again. The researchers had a hunch that the possum suffered a brutal fate. That's the signature signal that they got eaten by a snake, (laughs) (laughs) said Michael Cove, curator of mammals (coughs) at the North Carolina Museum of Natural Science. I wonder why he's in North Carolina and not Florida. Okay. One of the partners, okay, of the study. He and his research partners from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in Southern Illinois University suspected the snake sat around and digested the possum, then started moving again. But even with the tracker, it would take them time to confirm their hunch. A Key Largo, oh my. Key Largo is essentially a giant fossilized coral reef with a labyrinth of underground pockets and caves. And I know there's lots of alligators and all kinds of fun things in there. This thing was underground. It took a month of tracking to capture it. Yipe. 
When they finally yanked it out of the ground, they discovered a 12-foot-long, 66-pound female. That, okay, that's Yike. bigger than both of our dogs put together. Full of egg follicles. Large females like this can lay close to 100 eggs and are the holy grail for python hunters. Removing them from the ecosystem is like removing dozens, if not hundreds, of future snakes. The team, quote-unquote, euthanized her, opened her up and retrieved the collar, which they hoped to fit on another possum soon. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> One down, one to go, another down, and one more. Okay. Though the possum's demise was grim, pythons coil around their prey, tightening the grip every time the animal exhales, eventually suffocating it. The death proved that wildlife officials can find big pythons by tracking their prey. Now, keep in mind, possums are not indigenous to the U.S. So right. So both of these are invasive species. <sighs> okay, I'm not going to read the rest, but they... Um, Holy moly. The largest invasive python ever recorded in Florida was 18 feet long. Hmm. Let that sink in. 18 feet long. That's even taller than me. <laughs> that's, that's taller than three of you. That's, man. Wow. I would not want that snake anywhere near me. Well, we got another puppy story, which we're going into more wonderful than weird. Okay, let's head into more wonderful than weird. All right. Oh, well, we did the puppy bowl, we did the, the puppy bowl, we, and yeah. one more puppy. One more puppy. How would you feel if you were named after a type of grass? If it was your job to protect that grass, you'd probably be quite proud, and rye sure is. Rye? <laughs> The nearly three-year-old gal has grown up on the beautiful grounds of TPC Scottsdale Stadium Course. She's been out here since she was seven weeks old, said Stadium Course Superintendent Scott Herbert. Herbert is also Rye's owner. Rye is one of the many reasons why the grass looks so great. We could use some of those around, uh, around this area and around uh, Vegas, right, but anyway... Rise on the many reasons why the grass looks so great. We get migratory birds throughout the winter. Coots, wiggins, that sort of thing. And they like to feast on our small juvenile grass that's growing in and trying to mature, said Herbert. He shared that Rye helps to shoo the birds off the blades to make sure the course is great for the everyday golfer and the pros during the WM Phoenix Open. While Rye is on the clock, she's also bringing a lot of smiles to the crew. Aww. She's a morale booster for the staff because there's some long days out there, said Herbert. You don't catch her in person. You can also catch a glimpse of her on Instagram, where dogstagram moments are documented for all to see. And there's a fantastic picture of this really cute pooch. Herbert said, "There." Did you say that? Boom! Get a job on the pays all the bills. Okay, continue. This is Super Bowl Fifty Seven, right? Yeah. Okay. They should have held the game today at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh and call it the Heinz 57 Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go hit the button. Where's the button? Uh... <laughs> that was an A1 joke. Anyway. Oh! Hey! All right. You know, Back you to... guys are so fast, I just can't catch up. <laughs> oh, are we in a pickle? 
Uh, must have been a better <laughs> joke somewhere. <laughs> May you move on with this? Thank no, you. No, I'm relishing it. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I could do this all night. <laughs> yes, you probably could. Herbert says there was a transition phase where she had to get used to riding in a cart or running alongside it. She also had to learn to get used to loud machinery. Now there's no question TPC Scottsdale is home. She's pretty fearless and definitely not shy on a jump-in cart with anyone playing and looking for a French fry or chip or hot dog, <laughs> said Herbert. Herbert said Rye's grandmother was also a course dog in Flagstaff, and we'd, like to, and we'd say it's safe to say it runs in her blood. Spunky Gal turns three years old in July. Make sure to say hi to her if you see her during the WM Phoenix Open. All right. Cutesy, yeah, it's a cute doggy woggy. Okay, this one is. I'd be interested to see what happens to this kid in a year. Because it's that is the best year or the worst possible year to right. for this to happen. Hopefully, she's surrounded by scrupulous smart people and smart people. Yeah. A $48 million lottery ticket was recently sold in Canada to someone who had never played the lottery before because she had just turned 18. Juliette Lemour purchased the ticket at Circle K in Salt Street Marie or Salt State. What is STD? It's Salt, Salt St. Marie. What you said. Ontario and found out she won on January 7th while at work. Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation presented... This is presented. this year, right? Huh? This is this year, right? I don't know. I could have sworn this was... Yeah, it's dated this year. Uh -huh. February of this year. She won in January. Her and? picture, she's wearing a mask. That does, it's in 2023. Canada, honey, honey, it's Canada. Stop. She's wearing a mask in, in, in the picture. There's nobody anywhere near her. She's Honey. holding up a $48 million check with her name on it. Darling. And she's wearing a face mask. Sweetie, it's Canada. Alone in a room. Nobody near her. In 2023, wearing a face mask. I'll give you another clue as to why. It's Canada. Anyway, don't get too far off the beaten path. Anyway. <laughs> she was the youngest Canadian to ever win such a big <laughs> jackpot through the lottery. Lamore said it was her grandfather who suggested she buy a lotto ticket. I had just turned 18, and my grandfather suggested I buy a lottery ticket for fun, she said, at a social media conference in Friday where she wore a mask in 2023 with no one anywhere near her and didn't even bother to take it off for her picture. Lamore said she checked the ticket while at work on the lottery app, and a jingle started to play with Big Winner displayed on the screen. My colleague fell to his knees in disbelief. He was screaming. In fact, everyone was screaming that I had won $48 million, she said, which is almost $36 million in American money. At first, I didn't understand. That's sad. At first, I didn't understand what was going on. I couldn't take in the news. We made quite a scene in the store that day. When she called her parents, she was sobbing, and her mother couldn't understand what she was saying, probably because she was muffled because she had a face diaper on in 2023. <laughs> Fortunately, my father managed to decode that I had won the jackpot in the lottery, Lamore said. I knew I couldn't concentrate on my work anymore, and my boss told me to go home, but my mom wanted me to finish my day. <laughs> that sounds like a mom. It'd be, 
it would yeah, be my okay, last day. It'd be like dollars. if I liked my if if I thought my boss was cute, I'd kiss her and walk out. Mm-hmm. If I thought she was a jerk or he was a jerk, I'd tell them so and walk out. If if basically if you thought what your would boss happen, was cute, you'd kiss him and walk out. Yeah, <laughs> like right smack on the lips. <laughs> um, my colleague shouted, "Come and get her!" And my parents finally came. Lamore, who is from the thing you said, Salt St. Marie, Marie, says she hopes to become a doctor in Ontario after college. She said she plans to invest the money. Yay. And fortunately, her father is a financial planner. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies. She'll be set for life. Oh, beautiful for Canadian. Oh, Canada. Hark! Hark! She also plans on putting some of it towards a trip for her family. When school is over, my family and I will choose a continent and go explore it. She said, I'm not one to spend my days at the beach. I want to visit different countries, learn about their history and culture, taste food, and listen to people speak their language. Oh, my God. That's the way I've traveled, too. I love that. I'd go Money. on a photo safari in Africa. Mm-hmm. Hands down, that'd be the first thing i want to see a giraffe then, in the wild. Then go, then go to Ireland and spend a few weeks there. I think I need to be going to Ireland. Yeah. Money doesn't define you. Lamore said it's the work that you do that will define you. Well, at least she's got a good head on her shoulders, even if she's wearing a face diaper. I think that was probably forced on her. You think so? Yeah. Why would they want her to wear a face diaper in their promotional photo? That makes no sense to me. Because she's a good Canadian, eh? She a. follows commands, eh? A with the thing. All right. <laughs> One more, and then we head off to pay some bills. Really? Only one more? Only one more. Who boot that? Who boot that? Who boot that? All right, I love this story. During the second round of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am last week, I've been to Pebble Beach, it's a gorgeous golf course. Oh, wow. Really nice town. Um, A caddy working the bag for an amateur golfer collapsed and required CPR. The caddy, whose name was not released, collapsed on the 11th fairway and had CPR performed on him until an ambulance arrived to take him to the hospital. The individual administered the CPR was Sacramento County Sheriff's Sergeant Kylie Bunn, who was attending, or sorry, Kelly Bunn, who was attending the tournament with his wife as a spectator. We watched the golfers hit in the middle of the 11th hole. They began to walk off. Well, I noticed that there's a bag laying in the middle of the fairway there. I had previously seen somebody standing, and I thought that was odd. So I saw somebody run across the fairway, Bunn told the ABC 10 in Sacramento. Bunn told ABC 10 he rushed over to the caddy and found him without any vitals. He was face down. I rolled him over, got the golf bag off him, Bunn said. You know, get him on his back, listen for any vital signs. He wasn't breathing, no heart rate, no pulse, nothing like that. So then it was time to go into action, unzip all his jackets and begin to do a rescue breath. And then I started doing chest compressions for approximately five or six minutes. Bunn said he received a phone call while on the course, putting him in the perfect location to lend a helping hand. Nothing was being done, and something had to be done, and I had the ability to help, Bunn said. Bunn is a 26-year veteran of the Sacramento County Sheriff's Office, according to Sacramento B. The caddy's condition has improved, and he will be okay, per the report by ABC 10. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Officer Bunn. That's all I can say. Wouldn't it be great if his first name was Cinnamon? Yes. Or Sweet? Yeah. Or Hot Cross? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's a cop, so... Just (laughs) just checking her desk for a (laughs) bottle of wine. Nope, no bottle. Nope, no bottle. Okay. I got the, the... 
Oh, 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 okay. The, the bell that says ring for wine. But yeah. No matter how much I ring it, nobody brings me wine. <laughs> I do once in a while. Hashtag well, save the keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> well, we'll have a sip after the show. A sip or two. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, we got to go pay a couple of bills. We will come Are we back. already halfway through the darn oh, show? Oh, it's 9.06. Can you believe it? I can now. Yeah. All right. We All right. will be right back. back. Yeah, I get it. Your parents were jerks and you're traumatized. But that doesn't mean you should use your lousy childhood as an excuse to be a lousy adult. Stop being such a whiner and get past your past already. Bye, get over it and get started. The book by Melanie Hope that will get you out of your self-imposed failure and on the road to greatness. Available in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. In a land filled with deception, corruption, and the slow but steady erosion of constitutional freedom, one jackass, uh, Democrat, stands head and shoulders above the rest. Coming soon to a state near you, Robert Francis O'Rourke is the Mexican. That's Beto. I mean, uh, <clears throat> that's Beto to you, senor. He is unafraid to show his true colors, whatever they are at a given moment. For too many years, rich white men have run this country. Vote for me, and I promise I will- Now wait a dang minute. You a rich white man? Uh, <clears throat> you must have mistaken me with some gringo, senor. Unafraid to tackle the numbers, even when they don't add up. Well, Max, if we do not change our consumerist, wasteful habits, life as we know it will come to an end in ten years. But, good sir, this timeline is being debunked by the very scientists who believe in climate change. Well, uh, <clears throat> are you saying I am telling a lie? That is very racist of you. Unafraid to tackle you. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s and AK-47s. But sir, how are you going to confiscate millions of firearms without due process and without straining government resources? Well, uh, Trump's border policy is tearing families apart and white people like you think it's all right. Shame on you, gringo. Fear has a new name, and so does Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Mexican, coming soon to a Democratic debate near you. Leaders, listen up. Do you feel like you can't get a dang thing done because of all the namsy-pamsy crybabies that want you to coddle their creativity? When you give orders, are you met with vacant stares only rivaled by a cocker spaniel? It's not them. It's you. You need to shape up or they'll ship you out. Read the Sniper's Guide to Leadership and you'll become a more effective leader, communicator, and motivator. Forget smart goals and learn swift goals. Get the Sniper's Guide to Leadership in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. Today! This show is brought to you in part by Pelosi Gourmet Ice Cream. Pelosi Ice Cream is as yummy as being third in line for the presidency and as cold as one of Nancy's glares. Try all the great flavors in our lineup. Left-wing lime, Power Mad Praline, Loose Denture Licorice, Vodka on the Rocky Road, Bad Orange Man Sherbet, 
Blowout Berry, and our brand new taste combo sensation, In Peach Mint. Whether you store it in your $25,000 freezer or lug it in your cooler as you walk aimlessly down Lombard Street while trying to avoid human feces, you'll love Pelosi Gourmet Ice Cream. Available at an overpriced upscale grocery store near you. Traveling shouldn't be a bore. It should be a chore. And at Dispirited Airlines, we will give you a fully modern flying experience that even the TSA envies. To keep our super low fares in the gutter, you can fully customize your experience by paying for endless extras. Carry on? No problem. We charge by the ounce for our convenience. Checked bags? No problem. <laughs> we don't check anything. Seat? You can't fly without one or the fee that comes with it. Air masks? Window shades? Vents? All yours for the asking and a low fee just below your ticket price. Pillow? Peanuts or water? 1950 called and wants its expectations back. You won't find such nonsense on Dispirited. We are a modern airline. As soon as you clean up after the previous occupant, you'll enjoy all the modern conveniences of a storage pocket and, on flights over two hours, a free reading light. Upgrade to our super deluxe seating package that includes cushions and armrests and is even bolted to the fuselage for your added safety. Another hallmark of our airline is our truly unique approach to customer service, meaning we don't offer any. At Dispirited, we treat you just like family. Get a truly 21st century family experience from our dour, ticked off, overworked and underpaid flight attendants, counter agents and flight crews. We might even start arguing with you and asking about your failed marriage, your dead end job or your weight. Just to remind you why you have to fly Dispirited in the first place, you cheap loser. For a travel experience you'll never forget, although Lord knows you will try, call us today at 1-800-DISPIRITED or book online at pleaseforthelovofgoddon'tcancelmyflightagain.com. Dispirited Airlines, third world service with first world fees. everybody. This is Fritzina Fluffybottom. Did you know that we have a subscribe star? We do! There are lots of fabulous extra things on there that you can't get anywhere else, like outtakes, new books, and extra videos. And you can sign up for as little as one dollar. Our entire show is funded by you, our loyal viewers. Please make sure you sign up today so that mommy and daddy can get me shiny new bells for my collar, extra feathery toys, yummy crumbly cat food bowls made just for kitty cats, more cow pillows for my couch, name brand albacore tuna, my own And we are back. We, well, <laughs> let's just do this. Oh, now, see, that's why we can't have nice things. I think this first story, Jim, might just set off a gym. A gym rant? A gym rant, yes. All right. Well, let's find out together, shall we? 
in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Imagine heading to your neighborhood Starbucks on a Saturday morning to buy a couple of cups of Joe for 10 bucks. I've done that before. (laughs) But then being charged a tip for over $4,000. Wow, that's really... um... That's exactly (laughs) what happened when Jesse O'Dell popped into the Starbucks on the corner of East 90th Street and South Yale Avenue around 7.30 a.m. on January 7th. Typically, we do almost every day for the last 16 years. We get $10 worth of coffee, said Jesse. I ordered the iced Americano, and my wife, she always gets the venti caramel frappuccino with the extra shot. That's usually around 9 to 10 bucks. An extra shot may raise it up to like ten seventy-five. I used to go to a Starbucks near South Center in Seattle so often from my job, I'd walk in and they'd say, sugar-free vanilla triple shot breve. Wow, so they knew your drink. They knew your drink. I was I was that kind of guy. Anyway, <laughs> a couple of days later, Jesse's wife, Dee Dee, was at the mall with her four children. She happened to use the same card to purchase something in a store, and to her surprise, it was declined. I tried it again because I know for a fact I have the money in the account for sure, said Dee Dee. I do it again and again and again until I realize, you know what, this is very embarrassing. So I walked out of the store. I told them I'll be right back, and I checked my account. Dee Dee discovered that Starbucks had given Jesse an additional charge of... $4,444.44. You think that might have been a boo-boo? I think somebody might have had a finger spasm there. Hmm. For this to happen, it was just it was just a real shock. I know for a fact I didn't do it that, but sure enough, it was there in the charge, said Jesse. We do give good tips, but nothing like that. And from there, the real hell started. <clears throat> Jesse did the wrong thing and cont- contacted the Starbucks district manager regarding the incident. He did the wrong thing? I'm just, that was me. Oh. That was me editorializing. <laughs> he did the wrong thing? Jesse contacted the Starbucks district manager regarding this. He told me there was an issue they were having with their network. I'm not sure if it's a localized issue or if it's a national issue, but that's just what I heard, and it was a sticky button issue, said Jesse. Sticky button issue? Starbucks then sent them two separate checks. Oh, silly me. Sticky button. <laughs> Oopsie. Oopsie doodle. Starbucks then... Okay, anyway, Starbucks then sent them two separate checks equaling the total amount of $4,444.44. When the Dells received the check in the mail, they deposited them in their checking accounts. But but after a day, we get a call from the bank, and they said the checks bounced. And we're like, (laughs) how can Starbucks not have the money, said Jesse. We contacted their customer service helpline. Probably because of their bathroom policy. (laughs) No wonder the no wonder those guys are so rich. Anyway, we contacted their customer service helpline probably thirty to forty times that day and just blasted every new case that we could, just until we could hear from somebody. And we did get a call from one of the representatives in Seattle. They assured us that they are sending new checks, but as of today, we still have not received checks. Jesse and Dee Dee have four daughters. He says the family lives around a budget, and when that budget's gone away, we just kind of you don't know what you don't know what to do. Family also to cancel a family vacation because of the incident. Oh, man. That stinks. It's a cute family. Anyway, my wife is originally from Thailand and grew up in the States. We had planned to take a trip to the country as a family on January 27th, but I had to cancel. And those tickets are non-refundable, said Jesse. It's been about a month since the transaction. The Odell's still haven't received any checks from Starbucks with their refund. Fox 23 reached out to Starbucks. That always helps when the press reaches out to them, by the way. Fox 23 reached out to Starbuckles regarding the incident. 
A representative responded and said they didn't have... And you know what really stinks and they're not mentioning this is that when somebody else bounces a check, you get charged a fine for that. Yeah. Yeah. What dicks? (laughs) Prom say. What a dick. Anyway, Fox 23 reached out to Starbucks regarding the incident. A representative responded and said they didn't have a whole lot of details on why the charge occurred or why the check sent had bounced, but confirmed that Starbucks was aware of the situation, which was attributed to human error. The representative stated that the uh, company had been in... What com- other error would there be? Let me, re- re- let me reread that. Or why the checks had bounced, but confirmed that Starbucks was aware of the situation, which was attributed to baboon error. Baboon. I, I don't... Um, crocodile error? I really don't know. Um, stained glass error? I could remember be. when Ruck was young. The representative stated that the he company had been in communication with the Odells so about the reimbursement. The issue had already been resolved. What row? What the Odells should be receiving the checks in the mail any day now. Mm, Jesse claims they have not heard the from Starbucks. Oldest story in the book. Jesse claims they have not heard from Starbucks since they were told that new checks would be sent. We're hoping that when the checks come in, everything clears and everything's fine, but this is something that caused huge duress in our own family, probably more like distress, but, you know, whatever. And hopefully other people don't have to go through something like this, said Jesse. I would highly recommend, number one, check your receipts, ask for a receipt, get a receipt. Yeah. Jesse now has his own receipt that proves he purchased two of the most expensive coffees in the world. Why did I mean that's like the monkey turd coffee latte. That's like monkey turd. Yeah, there's I there's, missed that one. (laughs) No, there's there's I I I, there's monkey poop coffee. They 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 eat the coffee. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's right. They poop out the beans. Yeah yeah yeah. And it's really really apparently the best yeah best coffee in the world. Okay, (laughs) you just go on with that. I'll have I'll have the lattes that Clay made for us two weeks ago instead. Oh, tell us a little bit about those because we didn't really talk about them on our uh, you show. You know, my, some fantastic. longtime friends of ours, Clay and Valerie, have been RVing around the country, and we did mention that we spent some time with them. We did talk, yeah. Um, you know, we were going to go to the zoo and all that, but the weather is really, really garbagey, so we just decided to hang out and play board games and card games together, which was. Yeah, a it's lot so of fun. Sad. I mean, they they came here from Washington and they brought the weather with them. That was their fault. Yeah, totally their fault. Um, but they, instead of us going out for coffee, which was one of the original idea, they said, "Why don't you just come over? We have a, they have a Starbucks espresso machine, like literally a Starbucks yeah. brand." And I think that latte was probably one of the two or three best I've had in my life. I. That was an orgasmic latte. I don't know so what good. the secret was, but it he was. He knew what he was doing. I. Oh my God! Made me want to go spend the money on a on an espresso machine, but I'm trying to actually cut down on coffee because my heart gave me a little scare. Yeah, again, not be doing that. But we're not going to talk about that. Yes. I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Uh, wow! <laughs> and it's taken them this long to to get it resolved, and it probably still hasn't been. No. Those Interesting. Poor people that they, they lost the vacation and everything. All right. Well, this is going from our home state. I'll I'll share this one with you as well. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Californians are pouring into Nevada. Not everyone is happy about it, like Nevadans. <sighs> okay. 
Story County, Nevada, the wild horses, sagebrush, and snow-dusted mountains make this scrubby expanse of northern Nevada seem farther than 265 miles from the bikeable campuses and rooftop com- kombucha bars of Silicon Valley. What's a kombucha bar? It's it, Kombucha is a kind of tea. Okay. It's good. It's very healthy for you. It's oh, like, that's that stuff with the vinegar in it, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, no, I don't... The vinegar? Kombucha? No, kombucha doesn't have vinegar. Isn't that stuff with the bobas and the vinegar and the nastiness? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that later. All Let right. me just finish the story. <laughs> Yet as yellow excavators flatten hilltops in high desert to make way for boxy factories and endless rows of truck, bo- truck bays, the connection between the two places keep tightening. California residents and companies have poured into northern Nevada since Tesla began building its battery pack factory in a business park outside Reno in 2014. The Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, built as the world's largest, covers 166 square miles. Wow. Roughly the size of New Orleans or Denver. The industrial park boasts few amenities. There's not even a Starbucks, which is good because they'll charge you $4,000 for a coffee. (laughs) But it's massive tax it breaks. Be odds that Starbucks was in pulp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And, okay, well, where am I? But it's massive tax breaks. Not even a Starbucks. Vast footprint and speedy permitting process have lured droves of big tech companies and their wealth to this remote expanse inside and beyond the property's borders. In the last three years, the pandemic pushed another wave of Californians into northern Nevada. Here, they can retire or work from home on the ski slopes while keeping close ties to the San Francisco commie area or Los Angeles. I'm sorry, that was La- San Francisco Bay Area is how I was supposed to uh, pronounce that. I'm turning into my wife. Their migration Wait, has prompted hey. more develop. What? what? Mm. We, t- we talked about how couples tend to be more, grow more like each other. They start so. looking like each other. I was really hoping that Jim would turn ginger, not the other way around. Sorry. Sorry about going bald and growing a beard. I can't help you with that. You're not supposed to look more like me in that way. Uh, (laughs) You're supposed to be the able-bodied one here. (laughs) I was able. (laughs) Their migration has prompted more development. New luxury apartment complex. This just sounds awful. It's like... Nah, I can't really say because then I give away where we live. But anyway... (laughs) Their migration has prompted Boy, more... we've said de- Waco like 97 times during this broadcast. Okay. And- in our section of Waco, imagine in our <laughs> section of Waco having a gigantic factory installed and then it, it's, it would just ruin the whole area. So their migration has prompted more development. New luxury is that already clustered around shopping districts with faux, faux trees that light up at night, high-end fitness centers, and easy access to an in-and-out double-doubles and limp fries. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. That's where, of... the, that's where the article ends because it says subscribe to continue reading. Aw, bugger. Yeah, oh, sorry well. about that, guys. Anyway, you can well imagine that locals are not happy about all of this uh, I stupidity. I love how they managed to get a picture. Uh, oh, it's Tahoe. Okay. Yeah, it's Reno, Tahoe Where did area. they get the snow? Yeah, it's Reno Tahoe, so there's going to be snow. This one's interesting, and then we'll check in on the State of the Union. All right. Because we have to talk about it. Okay. Okay, weird. 
A Russian woman living in New York City has been found guilty of attempting to murder her doppelganger in a bizarre identity theft plot. Never eat cheesecake given to you by someone who looks just like you. Well, we don't look enough like each other yet for that not, to be a problem. Yet, no, no. <clears throat> Gotta wait till the insurance kicks in before I try to murder you again. Victoria well, Nasarova tried to kill her beautician, Olga Sasevic. She doesn't have any vowels in her name. By giving her a piece of cheesecake poisoned with a strong sedative. However, Miss Seriously, T-S-V-Y-K. There's no freaking vowels. Tisvik. Mrs. survived, and when she returned from hospital, found her identity documents had been stolen. Nasarova will be sentenced next month and is facing up to 25 years in prison. At the time, the pair looked quite similar, and they do. They look really similar, although one of them is a little more angular, but... If you weren't paying attention, you probably could mistake them for each other. Dark hair, same skin complexion, and they were both Russian speakers. Oh, wow, yeah. The jury saw through the deception and schemes of the defendant. Fortunately, her her victim survived, and the prison led... Oh, I'm sorry, the prison. The poison led right back to the culprit. The jury heard that in August 2016, Asarova, now 47, went to her... Be- wow, she's a good-looking 47. yeah. Went to her beautician's house in Queens with a box of cheesecake, eating two pieces herself and offering the third poisoned slice to Miss, <laughs> who was thirty-five at the time. It's she started to vomit it's and went to lie down. People. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Before passing out, the woman's last memory was of seeing the defendant walking around her room. Miss found her unconscious the next day. Her clothes changed to lacy lingerie and pills scattered around the floor as if she had tried to take her own life. Yeah. When she finally returned home, Miss Ukrainian passport and U.S. work permit were missing, as well as jewelry and about $4,000 in cash the prosecutor said during opening statements. Benazepin, a strong sedative, was detected in remnants of the cheesecake and the pills scattered on the floor were also confirmed to be the same drug. Nasarova, who lives in Brooklyn, was convicted on Thursday of attempted murder, assault, and unlawful imprisonment. This is not... This is where... The more you read this, the weirder it gets, Okay. This is not the first time she has been in trouble with the law. In 2015, Interpol issued a red notice for her arrest under over the murder of a woman in Russia a year earlier. Biden would probably extricate her and say she's one of the best. The best and the brightest. The best and the brightest. She's accused of killing her neighbor, Ella Aleskiskino, and stealing her life savings. Like Why, I said, when it gets are... weirder the more you read. Nasarova, who U.S. media reports is a former dominatrix, has also been accused of drugging and robbing men she met on dating websites. <laughs> if you want to be happy for the rest of your life. <sighs> Her crimes, both alleged and convicted, were the subject of a documentary. 
CBS's investigative program, 48 Hours. Wait a minute. Now. Back in 2017. If you knew. Lardy, dirty, dar, walking around free, giving people cheesecake. That she was capable of doing these things. Why would you associate with her in any way, shape, or form? Why is she allowed in the country? Why is she here? This is one of those situations where I could honestly say send her back where she came Mm. from. Seriously. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. I am sorry, comrade. It is crazy. This is the state of our nation. Hmm. Perhaps we should let the current houseplant in chief continue with the State of the Union. Or do we gotta? We did say we're gonna report on it. All right, well, here goes. Members of this building, military guys, Supremes, Wait, the Supremes are here? I don't see Diana. Oh, well, anyway, take a bow, Mary and Florence. What, they're dead? Okay, never mind. Anyway, my fellow amygdalas, hi, I'm Jill's wife, Joe, and it's time once again for my state of confusion speech. Isn't that great? I have so much I want to say, but the meds are only going to last so long. So let's get started, alrighty? Our country is a mess. Gas prices are still higher than when I took office. Diesel is through the roof. Food prices have gone way up. Eggs cost as much as the Tesla. Other nations are laughing at us. The Chinese have been openly spying on us. Drag queens are teaching our children how to use sex toys. A small percentage of Americans want to force the rest of us to honor their fake pronouns. And everything we told you about COVID... Is a big fat... Ouch! Okay, I'll stick to the script. Uh, the skate of the onion is round. Why are you looking at me like that? This is the part where I tell you about all the good things I did last year. Now that we've got that out of the way, let me tell you about all the good things I'm going to do this year. Okie dokie. I want to be one of those... Bipartisan unity type presidents working with those across the aisle to create and enforce legislation for the good of all Americans. Except for 50% of U.S. voters, those who didn't get at least four boosters, supporters of the radical ultra-mega-fascists, and the entire Republican Party. What are you booing for? You guys all want to cancel Social Security and Medicare. Well... Some of you do. A couple of you. Look, one of you guys is saying he wants to reform it, all right? I call malarkey, shenanigans, baloney, and monkey shines. There, that should do it. Whatever. I also plan to take a hard stance against China now that their spy balloon has safely transmitted all the info they need and they're sending more each day. Now, some of you unpatriotic, ultra-unleaded mega-repellent cans are asking me why I didn't shoot it down when it was over Montana. Thanks for asking. Now, on to the war effort. We're planning to send even more money to President Zamboni. Hunter and I, I mean, he needs it to fight those evil Russians. Putin doesn't stand a chance. If he complains, I'll take him behind the shed and give him something to complain about. We have the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and, and, uh, 
Those guys that got stuck in that place where I donated all those weapons to the Taliban. In closing, I want to relate something my dad told me. He said, son, don't be such a moron. Every day, I try to live up to his expectorants. God bless you, President Harris, and the divided skates of Armenia. I hear they went into a rousing round of Let's Go Brandon at the end of that, and he joined in. It wouldn't surprise me much at all. <laughs> at least we, he would clap along, I'd imagine. <clears throat> uh, FJB, let's... that's my favorite coffee! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like the meme that uh, uh, Obama's like, uh, everybody wants to have sex with me. It's like, that's not what that means, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's talk a little bit more about old Joe taking credit for things that old Joe didn't do. This is not Bubba Waters. It is no longer 2020. But this is your new abnormal. I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. The first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. If I can say one thing. I think... I now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship ended up near the bottom of his class and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. I'm the only president they got. You know what's scary is his memory was failing him back in the 80s. I know. What's it doing to him now? <laughs> it's not failing him. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> He's being fed these lines, you know. It's oh, not... good Lord. Okay, well, <clears throat> let's talk about these uh, UFOs. Ooh. So Biden went up in front of the... Uh, entire world and he was very proud of himself for saying that he ordered NORAD to shoot down an unidentified object that was flying over the Yukon on last Saturday uh, except for one tiny little detail what was that detail Melanie Hope I, I wait with bated breath <laughs> it was actually dictator Justin Trudeau who ordered that shooting so Biden took credit for something Trudeau, Trudeau did, did right. Mm -hmm. So NORAD mm -hmm. shot down an unidentified object over Yukon on Saturday and act Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he ordered after the object violated Canadian airspace. 
Canadian and U.S. aircraft were scrambled, and a U.S. F-22 successfully fired at the object, Trudeau said in a statement on Twitter. I spoke with President Biden this afternoon. Canadian forces will now recover and analyze the wreckage of the object. Thank you to NORAD for keeping watch over North America. Canadian Defense Minister Anita Anand also confirmed that the object had been shot down, saying on Twitter that she discussed it with U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and reaffirmed that we'll always defend our sovereignty together. And then as Biden it, will take well full credit be. for doing it. Naturally. Yeah, literally took credit for this. Didn't even mention Trudeau. Not that we care. Well, I do care. <laughs> I do care. I want if If Biden does something, he should... Take the credit or the blame for it. He yeah, shouldn't... but he doesn't. The buck stops here unless I pull out of Afghanistan and let a bunch of people get murdered and, and yeah. leave Marines behind, and then that had nothing to do with me and, and Orange Man bad. I mean, mer. Yeah, he's a joke. And, and you'll notice, folks, that's the first time I've done a Joe Biden sketch in months because I just don't find him funny anymore. It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that that's also true. I mean, seriously, you don't even have to do a parody. You just listen to him. He, he's his own. He's his own. He's parody. his own parody. Yeah. I mean, it, it. It's like saying Mad Magazine is is a parody of The Onion. It's like, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, moving on to my old stomping grounds of California. We now know more about the possible reasons behind a wild demolition derby in an Orange County parking lot. Eyewitness video shows a woman in an SUV recklessly smashing into multiple cars parked in a Mission Viejo business complex. She also tried to run over several bystanders who were trying to protect their own vehicles. Authorities now allege the woman, identified as 33-year-old Aria Alexandria Martin. Nuts. Pardon me? I said I watched the video. The lady is nuts. Uh, I haven't yet. I tried to, and it isn't playing. Witnesses say after Martin was arrested, she was brought back into the parking lot she identified, and she was laughing. I asked the deputy, why did she do that? And he said that she was having a bad day, said witness Suba Slavey. <laughs> Don't mind me, dodge. just having a bad day, plowing into Out every car in the, the car. parking lot. The incident unfolded Thursday afternoon. Oh, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Anyway. Um, Somebody has the bad case of the Mondays. Yeah. Video showing SUV hitting multiple cars in the parking lot, smashing into one, then reversing and driving into another and repeating the pattern several times. On one occasion, a man tried to stand in front of her to protect his own car, but she nearly ran him over. On another, a woman who was standing near her own parked car also had to run for cover. I was shaking, said Christina Patani, who witnessed and filmed the incident. I mean... I sounded like a maniac screaming. I was afraid somebody's going to die. In the video, Patani can be heard yelling at her boss to be careful as he approaches the woman and tries to open the door. She almost runs him over and then she takes does, off. Yeah, I watched the video. By the way, all, uh, the link to this is or will be on our website, counterculturewise.com. So if you want to see this craze. Unbelievable. What I love, though, is say, look, she's under the influence of drugs. What drugs? I want to know what drugs. I don't know. What's the matter with Portland? Aw, no. the summer of love is over now? Oh, what? No. What? Oh, no. <clears throat> no, the summer of love was in Seattle. The summer of uh, 
Oh, I thought it was Portland. Okay, mm-hmm. even crazy. The summer of Antifa was in, was was in Portland. Well, that was the summer of love as well. If you want to understand the schism, that's how you pronounce that, right? Schism? That dominates the political and social landscape in this famous, famous, famously. Do you want me to, do you want, let me, let me find the article. Let me find the article. The city's famous for being liberal. A walk down Southeast Rhine Street might be a good place to start. Flora Gonzalez, who lives on the north side of the street, is distressed about conditions in the historically blue-collar neighborhood. The 40-year-old package handler for FedEx, evil, evil FedEx, said that people have openly dealt drugs and urinated on the sidewalk, it does sound like Seattle, outside of her family's duplex. They've, oh God, I don't want to read this, they've dumped feces and used syringes in her manicured yard, playing booming music at 3 a.m. and stripped stolen cars for parts. Shots have been fired behind her children's bedroom. Keep it weird, Portland. Keep it weird. There's we weird feel abandoned, Gonzalez says. We pay our taxes and the police are not watching over our security. Golly, I wonder why. But Juniper Simonis, who runs a home across the street, said she opposed calls for police clampdowns. The 38-year-old environmental biologist and data scientist whose front yard features a handmade disarm, defund, dismantle police sign, of course, said Portland officials continue to fail the homeless by underfunding services and sweeping camps with callous disregard for people's dignity and property. Uh, they're homeless. What are we talking about property for? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about dignity for? Hmm. So let's see. Juniper Simonis versus... No no relation to me. <laughs> no, it's S-I-M-O-N-I-S. Versus Flora Gonzalez. Who I do you, don't want to know. Who do you think is the uh, white pinky lifting liberal and who do you think is the hardworking immigrant? Oh, the Simonis person. Yeah. Keep reading. An activist who marched downtown in 2020, Simonis said the problem is not that Portland is too liberal, but that it's not liberal enough. There's a lack of resources, and I think of being liberal in terms of spending money to provide support services. Trying to regulate homelessness out of a city, I don't view that as liberal at all. Long hailed as a model of conscientious urban planning and civic engagement. It Portland. was when I lived there. Mm-hmm. It used to be a beautiful. <laughs> Not back in the mid two thousands, it was it was fantastic. Portland is facing a crisis of confidence. Nearly three years after pandemic lockdowns emptied out the city's core and protests against police brutality, you mean riots, fiery fiery riots, <laughs> turned a few downtown blocks into a battle ga- battleground. This city of about 641,000 is dealing with skyrocketing numbers of homeless people. Maybe it shouldn't have burned their houses to the ground. Soaring crime and strikingly high levels of public dissatisfaction in what the city is doing about it. Uh, disarming, deregulating, <laughs> defunding. Over the last three years, the number of unhoused people in the metro area, has jumped from about 4,000 to at least 6,600. Shootings in the cities have tripled. Homicides climbed from 36 to 2019 to 97 last year. A record. From 36 in 2019 to 97 last year. So it tripled, literally. 
Uh, Lower-level crimes have spiked, too. More than 11,000 vehicles were stolen in 2022, up from 6,500 in 2019, so almost doubled. Wow. We're just not democrating hard enough, apparently. Democrat harder. Let's do this more. You don't have to watch Fox News to look around Portland and say this is not cool. What is it with Fox News? They're they're just con- they're owned by the same companies. Say City Commissioner Mingus Maps. That's the person's name. Hi, my name is Mingus Maps. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was named after the jazz musician Charles Mingus. That it's just a guess. Hurt. <laughs> Mingus Maps. A Democrat and former political science professor at Brandeis University. Of course he is. Fatal drug overdoses nearly doubled between 2019 and 2021 across Multnomah County. The fentanyl epidemic combined with the housing crisis, Map said, made for a, quote, scary, end quote, situation. And who is allowing that? Just wondering. Conservatives have long branded the city Exhibit A for how liberals and progressive policies have run amok. While many Portlanders roll their eyes at such tropes, polls conducted last year showed only 11% of voters thought Portland was heading in the right direction. A steep drop from 36% in 2020 and 76% in 2000. Wow. Yeah, like I said, when I lived there in the 2000s, it was a great place to oh, live. I used, yeah, I used to go to Love Portland all the time. It was lovely. All right, so they're talking a little bit more about the backlash, uh, things that have changed, and then well, this is actually important. You should read the next. You want me to read the yeah, okay? Just read, read the next uh, the next paragraph anyway. Um, a backlash is underway. In November, voters passed a measure to overhaul city government and ousted the city's most outspoken left wing commissioner, who led a 2020 charge to cut police funds but they are struggling to agree on how it can return to being the place many once viewed as a liberal utopia. For nearly half a century, Portland was lauded as a model American metropolis thanks to public and private initiatives, its waterfront, and its proximity to mountains and coasts. It's a high-level picture of a homeless camp where basically just nothing but blue tarps and tents everywhere. Mm. In the 1970s, as the western suburbs grew and downtown's older buildings were raised mm. for parking it's, lots. It's a really long article. I just it, wanted, Well, like I said, it's very long. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted you to read the um, next paragraph. Not, that, that so, be... so they're hoping that it's going to turn around is what we're seeing. Who knows? I mean, it's starting to look very San francisco y Very trashy. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking shame. There's such... That was once such a fun city to live in. It's just It's awful. really interesting when you scroll down and the hundreds of Black Lives Matter protesters rallying near Portland's federal courthouse. There is no brown or black skin in this entire picture. It's a bunch of white-ass honkies for some reason wearing bicycle helmets, holding up their phones... That's supposed to be a Black Lives Matter rally? I mean, there's not a single... I'm looking... I'm literally scouring this picture trying to find a black person, and there's not one. 
a bunch of morons. Okay. <laughs> this is this is awful. This next oh. story is awful. I'm only I'm glad to be the one reading this rather than you. This is this the, is sad. I actually read this entire story and then a little bit of the background and it's it's awful. A New Jersey superintendent who sparked outrage with his comments about a 14-year-old student's suicide has resigned, the school district announced Saturday. So a little bit of background that I don't think they give in this article. Uh Apparently this is a new TikTok trend. Mm -hmm. You know, the Chinese spy organization that for some reason we can't seem to get. The electronic spy balloon. (laughs) Where kids, mostly junior and high school kids, will just target some random person, usually a young girl, and decide, okay, we're going to bully her and beat her and film it and then make it worse by posting it on social media so then folks can make fun of her again. And it's like a trend. It's like this is a thing that they're doing for clout. And this, most of these kids have no idea who the people are that are bullying you and beating them. Just all of a sudden... They'll, they'll talk about it the day before and say, oh, you know, we're going to do this event, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll film it on mm-hmm. their phones and post it on their TikTok accounts of them just beating some random kid. And That's schools awful. are like, That's okay. <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah. I can't believe this is even a thing. I can't believe. Oh, man. On you go. All right. Okay. Central Regional School District Superintendent Tronofilos Purpolande stepped down less than two weeks after freshman Adriana Cooch took her own life following a vicious episode of bullying captured on video. The Central Regional family continues to mourn the loss of one of our children, the school district said in a statement announcing the school board had accepted Parla What's-His-Name's resignation Saturday. Cooch's death rocked the entire community. In Berkeley Township, after she was found dead at her Bayville home on February 3rd. Just two days earlier, video was circulated among students at Central Regional High School that showed Cooch being brutally attacked by a group of students as she walked down the hallway while other students cheered off camera. The teenager's father, Michael Cooch, blasted the school for failing to protect his daughter. Hundreds of students sided with him and staged a walkout earlier this week to call attention to what they described as rampant, unchecked bullying. Adriana took her own life because nobody at the school was able to help or care or step in, sophomore Roman Velez told NBC New York at the demonstration. The school did not call police after Cooch's assault, a decision Parla Pandanez insisted was in line with school policy. My daughter actually blacks out and they don't call an ambulance. They take her to the nurse's office, a heartbroken Michael Coach told ABC7. The four girls allegedly involved in the attack have since been charged, but Coach's family says the school dragged their feet in taking any kind of action against her assailants. Why are we protecting these little monsters? By the way, this girl was absolutely lovely. Yeah, she was a pretty... Well, I, I don't know if this particular article goes into it, but there's mm-hmm. a previous article. This little girl... Her mother committed suicide. Right. I was going to get to that. But, yeah. She already was tormented. Tormented in these garbage, garbage humans. Like I can't even use the word humans on them. These absolute fecal matter pieces of garbage bullied her. Why? 
I don't know. It's devastating how they were allowed to continue on, Adrian, his brother Jacob told News Nation this week, questioning why it took more than a week for the school to suspend her alleged attackers. In the midst of backlash over the school's handling of the incident, this is really awful. Parla Pan- Panides, I'm just going to call them, I don't know what they are, publicly tried to shift blame to Kucha's family, blaming her suicide on an affair he said her father had had years earlier that he had claimed led her mother to kill herself and suggesting the 14-year-old had a drug problem. Her grades and choices declined in 7th and 8th grade. We offered her drug rehab and mental services on five occasions, but the father refused every time. Maybe it's because she didn't have a drug problem. Who knows? He's pretty much blaming her, Cooch said of Parla Pandan as his comments to the New York Post. My daughter was attacked in your school and you did nothing, and now you want to blame this on everyone else except yourself because you failed and you suck at your job. Mm-hmm. You should probably resign and maybe even become a greeter at Walmart. Following the superintendent's... No, Walmart doesn't want him either. Yeah. Following the superintendent's resignation on Saturday, Cooch shared a copy of the school district announcements on Facebook and kept his reaction brief. I will let this speak for itself. Wow. That is precious life wasted because schools are no longer safe. I just... If you don't have, why is why is this? Why would okay, TikTokers? Why would you watch this? Why would you make this a thing? Why would this get you clicks? I don't understand. I don't understand why this would be a thing. I mean, Tide Pods are you know stupid, but at least you're not beating an innocent person. Why? I just can't understand how that could become a trend, where it's like a thing that's so normal. It, it's happening it's, all the we've time walked now. Away f- we've walked away from morals. We've walked we've away walked from away God. from humanity. We've we've turned our backs on God. We we've made debauchery and and sexual just from the Grammys. I mean, you just look around, and I know we sound like every older you know generation before you know from Elvis's hips to the Beatles' haircuts, but. We've really gone down a dark path. Yeah. We are literally mutilating children mm-hmm. if we're not murdering them outright. We're, we're setting them against each other. We, we, we are hating people for the color of their skin. We, and, and, and we're praising people who do that. And and then we're we're turning a, a blind eye and accusing everybody else of doing the things that we're doing. We're funding World War Three by proxy. Mm-hmm. We're we're turning balloons into UFOs. I mean we're we are living in clown world, big time. But it's it's clown world hell. It's. I need to, I need to change the subject. Yeah, let's, let's go let's, let's go let's let's go back to the uplifting. Here on Counterculture Wise, we may rant, we may rave, but most of all we go against the current culture because we believe to the core of our beings that humans are good and the world is an amazing and beautiful place. At the beginning of our show, we give you news of the weird and wonderful, but that is just the tip of the magnificent iceberg that is our world. 
we now present news of the wonderfuller. Should we have Aaliyah check in with the Super Bowl again? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Aaliyah. I'm a puppy. I think the game is over. Who won, Aaliyah? I don't know. Who played Aaliyah? I don't know. There was a ball, wasn't there? Ball? <laughs> That's about it. Um, Aaliyah? Good job, baby girl. Aaliyah? Good job. Good job. Uh, Such a good girl. Yeah, she's a good girl. All right. Well, a couple in Buffalo was gifted a Super Bowl getaway for saving a man's life in a blizzard. Didn't we read the saving story last Pardon week? Me? Yeah. Yeah, we read we, we read the story. We did? Oh uh, yeah. On Christmas Eve, Shakira Autry heard someone outside screaming for help in the midst of a blizzard. Autry and her boyfriend Trent Owls. Oh yeah, we read the original story. Yeah, the original story. Brought in the developmentally disabled man, a sixty four year old Joe White, into their home to warm up, but Autry feared it was too late. White was covered in frostbite. Yeah, we read the story. I do remember story. that story. Yeah. Okay. What a sweet, sweet lady. The couple fed White, gave him a warm bath, and tried to treat his frostbite. Due to the blizzard, emergency responders were unable to respond to her calls. In a desperate plea for help, Autry took to Facebook Live. A group of Good Samaritans saw her Facebook post and helped transport White to the hospital, where he is still recovering after nearly all... Oh, my God. After nearly all of his fingers were amputated, this poor man... Because of what Autry did, um, Autry and Alls did, the NFL, the NFL themselves gifted them two tickets to the Super Bowl this Sunday in Arizona. Delta Airlines will fly them there. Aww. Autry and Alls kids also got a surprise, a free four-day vacation for their first ever trip to Disney World. Far thanks out. to JetBlue and the Vacationaire. Wow. And they they look so happy, but the look in their eyes is like, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's not what we meant, but thanks. (laughs) Wow, I really hope they enjoyed their trip. They've earned it. What they did was a beautiful thing. I hope the team they supported won, because I didn't have a a dog in the fight. Me me either. Well, we we had Allie. Well, we have Allie. (laughs) That's true. All right. All right, this... This is a great way to end our show. Let's let's do it this way. If anything, this this I'm, I'm uh, not even going to get political on this, but I really think that certain people need to hear this story. Okay, Jamie Moore, who was given a 10 percent chance of survival when he was born, weighing just one pound eight ounces, has defied the odds, and is now a genius prodigy at age four. God, Jamie's he didn't even mom look human when he was born. I know. God, he was so tiny. Yeah. Turned into a cute kid, though, that guy. Yeah, he's a cutie beauty. Uh, Anyway, Jamie's mom was told her placenta stopped working at 20 weeks. Oh, my. (laughs) And the baby was no longer getting the nutrients to grow. Doctors warned Lorraine that the fetus would not survive if brought to term, so they decided to deliver the infant at 28 weeks, despite only a 10% chance of survival. So that sounds like almost an abortion, only let's see what we can do for the kid. Right. So it's not. But anyway, 
Uh, let's see. I was told not to expect him to survive, but he went from strength to strength, and I took him home 11 weeks after he was delivered. Praise God. Wow. Today, the four-year-old is labeled a prodigy and can do math. That ma- only four? Yeah. Let me finish the sentence because this is amazing. Today, the four-year-old is labeled a prodigy and can do mathematics in six different languages. Wow. A servant, a savant with numbers, he can even total up his mom's groceries to the penny. Lorraine, a 38-year-old senior policy officer in Glasgow, Scotland, said he is outsmarting his teachers. I got a message the other day from his nursery teacher who said he was outschooling her. I don't know where he gets it from. Lorraine first noticed Jamie was extremely okay. clever. In, just in, in her defense, though, a lot of these teachers are complete morons. So well, okay, yeah. true, true, true. <laughs> Lorraine first noticed Jamie was extremely clever just before his second birthday. She began testing the little lad at home, and a few weeks later, he was able to count to 50 and then 100. On another occasion, Jamie was watching a show on YouTube, and the characters started counting in French. And when he switched the show off, he started counting in French. Wow. So he's got the, oh, the, oh, he's going to, like, be part of Interpol. He's going to be a spy. That would be cool. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I tested it out. I got other on other programs in Spanish and Japanese, and he started counting on those languages, too. Wow. He now counts in German and Mandarin and has a photographic memory. He's been labeled as having hypertexia, an advanced and unexpected ability in children for reading and decoding words way beyond the chronological age. Hyperlexia. An interesting word. He's just a little miracle, especially after being told he would likely have a severe disability or learning difficulty. I'm just so proud of him. He kind of went the other way. Yep. Chances are it would have. So mm-hmm. he's completely self taught, but now that I know his ability, I encourage it. He rivals most 10 year olds in his ability to do equations and can now do fractions of percentages. He's set to pr- start primary school later this year where they will set out a special independent curriculum for him. Four-year-old. I have high schoolers who could barely do fractions. Jamie is incredibly funny, articulate, affectionate, and humble, and is completely unaware he is so fantastic. He had such a rocky start, but has proved everyone wrong. To even even get him to a point where where we could deliver him, that was miraculous. But then to find out he's a gifted learner, I am no longer surprised at the things he can do. Although his mom envisions her son going into a STEM field, perhaps finding a cure for an awful disease, Jamie wants to grow up to be a pirate. God bless him, he's still a child. Arr, Macy. Oh. The Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> oh, he's precious. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Adorable I'm kid. so glad he gets to be a child. Oh, Mama, good job. That's good parenting, too. Okay, folks, believe it or not, oh, <laughs> we're boy. at the end of another show. That went by so fast. Like lightning. Yeah, and, and the pups were fantastic the entire show, which means they're going to tear each other apart now, <laughs> which is great. It's been a dilly of a day. I hope your team won in the stupid bowl. We don't, I don't remember who's playing. And, or your pup won in, in the puppy bowl. May you go forth the rest of the day with... If not, go fifth. If not, go fifth. This is the man with the five head instead of a forehead. We're actually up to like six or seven now. I'm and, bald. Yeah. You're I, not No, the, bald. The, the hair's just sticking on for you, dear life. You get, you get crazy man hair. You, I do. You, you, I do. Yeah. Every now and then you gotta... Every now and then. I need to get it cut. 
I'll look much better next week. I promise, he's, folks. Sorry about that. He's still my handsome. Now, next thing. week, we will feature part next one week, of yes, our part interview. Part one of our interview um, will not be going on YouTube for obvious reasons. Will become we'll, obvious to you when we. Yeah, when, when, uh, basically talking about the Ooga Booga bug. Is it real? Uh, spoiler alert, yes. Uh, our reactions to it, things that happened in the background. Stuff I really didn't know. Stuff I learned. I learned a lot from Naresh. He, well, he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. And then it was an interesting conversation. It was only supposed to be an hour. It went three. So we're going to be so chopping it up out. into yeah. in, in <laughs> nine, 60 to 90 minute yeah. bits. We haven't we'll be, decided yet. We'll, we'll be it ran two and a half out. hours. I'll probably so. put the whole three hour thing up on uh, Rumble. Uh, but we'll be doling it out other places. But uh, obviously not ScrewTube. So, tune in to hear a little bit about that. Uh, we are going to have him back on for another topic that he wants to talk about, but uh, we do look forward to having that up on our show next week. Folks, I hope you enjoyed our little conversation. Thank you so much for those of you in chat. Again, drop everything. Let's see if I can find the drop everything. <laughs> Hit like. Hit share, hit subscribe, give us a thousand star review, tell your enemies, tell your friends, tell your kids, tell your grandparents, tell everybody. Write share. your congressman. There you go, write your congressman. Share, share, share. <laughs> uh, you know, send us out into those airwaves again. Head on over to counterculturewise.com for all of the links that we talk about. Uh, do check out our bit shoot and rumble and YouTube channels for chuck's news report that you hear sometimes at the beginning sometimes in the middle of the week we will be animating a lot of the things that you heard today and we have a lot of fun a yes. lot of fun if yes. you have any ideas or you'd like to be a guest on the show please head over to counterculturewise.com and get a hold of us because we love interesting guests we are very open to people even if they disagree with us we want to hear your opinion we want to spread different ideas because that is the way civilization works. So please do help us out and let us know what you think. Don't just hit the thumbs down. Tell us why. Don't just give us a one-star review. Tell us why. In fact, we have an entire forum devoted to those who want to complain about our show. So head on over to counterculturewise.com. And fill out the ID10T form. We will give it the attention it deserves. Absolutely. Might even read it on the show. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in this evening. We love you. Have an amazing week. And we will see you next week. Counterculture Wise is a Stormcat production. Thank you for joining our growing family of listeners. All links from the show are available on our website, counterculturewise.com. Find our archives on any of your favorite podcast hosts. We engage in satire, commentary, and generally laugh at the ridiculousness of our crumbling society. Our only medical or financial advice is to not follow any financial or medical advice given by podcasters. 
Our animations, interviews, holy crap segment, and other videos are put out on BitChute and Rumble, and only in part on YouTube because they hate free speech. Our show is entirely funded by listeners like you. Visit our ever-expanding merch store or our Subscribestar, where you can get outtakes, extra videos, and sneak peeks. If you would like to be a guest on our program, feel free to contact us via our website. Just click on the link at the top that says, Be a Guest on Our Show. For more fun and cat pics, please visit our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For complaints about our show, please fill out the ID10T form on our website, and we will give it the attention it deserves. Meanwhile, no matter how cruel the world may be around you, always remember the importance of kindness. Be kind to each other. Be kind to animals. And be kind to yourself. See you you next next week. week.